Hi guys, welcome back to my Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Another fantastic day. And today is a cool day because I get to interview Ramon uh, Newman. Ramon is a man who has made it a mission to figure out how can you best make decisions under pressure. And regrettably, our life is full of pressures. Sometimes pressures that we put self on us. Um, sometimes it's the environment that puts the pressure on us. Uh, right now with COVID, I mean, there's so much uncertainty. That's pressure. Hell, my, my life is at the moment drowning in pressure. But I still need to make decisions. And yeah, some of them are probably not so wise that I make at the current moment in time. Um, so it is, it is a long overdue and very important interview. Ramon, welcome to my show. Thank you so much, Stephen. I've been looking forward to this and uh, it's going to be a deep dive interview and, and this very important subject right now because everyone's feeling a little bit of pressure right now in some way, shape or form, as you said, and it's on a global level, you know, it's on an individual level, it's on a family level, it's on a nation level, it's on a city level and we've just got to get, we've just got to get better at handling the pressure and making the most of it. And let's be not silly here. Pressure is actually a good thing. Pressure is actually something that, if you are philosophical, it brings spice to life. Uh, more practical, if there is no, well, I shouldn't say practical, more physiological. If we look mm -hmm. at what drives us, it's the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Sympathetic is the, the, the okay, I need to run. I need extreme is the fight and flight. Um, yeah. But it is. Uh, help, it's what helps us to keep us sharp. It helps us to a certain point to to go out there and get what we want. If we are completely in parasympathetic nervous system, well, that is the meditation in the extreme version or even self-hypnosis or something like that. So that's the extreme version the other way. Um, both of them have got a really important place to play. And, yeah. uh, you know, we love both uh, in the right mixture, I guess, is what we want. The problem is no one asks us what is the right mixture. Most of us don't know the right mixture. And therefore, we are sort of going up like a roller coaster um, between the two. <laughs> Often enough, trying everything to stay up there. I'm, I'm active. I'm active. I'm good. I'm good. Like the bloody proverbial uh, energizer bunny. Um, and then we crash. So boom and bust. And, and I think ultimately it's it's the coexistence of both at the same time. You can be comfortable under under both. And I think if we can get to a level where you're actually enjoying relaxing and you're also enjoying the pressure, then you're really established in yourself, you know, and you, you have that, you know, that balance, that equanimity. And when we talk about sobriety, ultimately that's what we're talking about, yeah. that equity and balance you know, in ourselves between the excited states of ourselves and yeah. the, the relaxed and you know, more meditative states of ourselves. And ultimately, you know, they've found that the, the best athletes and musicians and, and business leaders in the world, they have a unique style of brain functioning where they have a lot of what they call neuroscientists call this global alpha coherence. Now, what this means in layman's terms is that one is very calm and relaxed and settled like in that sleeping and meditative, relaxed state and imaginative state. At the same time, one is also awake and alert. And there's a, a greater capacity in that state mm -hmm. to handle anything, you know, because you have the silence and you have the alertness. And so you, you're in a state of, of great balance. And people talk about balance in life in terms of, 
you know, I take time for this, I take time for that, I take time for that. And that's horizontal balance. But what we want, the real balance is the vertical depth of balance between the silent aspect of ourselves and the dynamic aspect of ourselves. And I, I went through, and all, you know, the reason why I'm talking like this is because I've done the polar opposites, right? I've been the competitive athlete. I grew up in New Zealand, typical New Zealand lifestyle, rugby, running, you know, just about every sport you can think of I was into. And it was a very dynamic, you know, adventurous outward life. And then I ended up burning out at the age of 19, uh, trying to qualify for the World Junior Championships. And I realized, oh, my God, I'm I'm missing something because I was really good at training. I was really good at putting in the performances. I had Olympic gold medal winning coach, uh, Arch Jelly. He said to me, if you keep up your training and your progress, there's no reason why you can't go to the Olympics. You just have to stay healthy. And I couldn't stay healthy because I was so caught up and addicted to the the outward, the action, you know, doing mm-hmm. doing the work. Uh, I wasn't very good at recovering. I wasn't very good at relaxing and getting rid of the stresses that I was accumulating. And so I crashed and burned. I numbed myself in the typical way, and you get depressed that you're not going to be able to live the, the life that you want. So I ate more. I drank more. I dated whoever seemed interested. And it was just a way to kind of numb the pain, but that just compounds the pain. And it really forced me to reflect, you know, what am I missing here? Well, there's something I'm not getting. And eventually I realized, oh, I need to develop myself inwardly as well as outwardly. And so I ended up, you know, learning to meditate and learn transcendental meditation. And the first time I, I transcended and had that experience of my mind really quietening down, I realized, oh, I thought I was relaxed, but this is real relaxation. And I literally walked out of that first experience of my mind transcending, feeling like I was walking on the clouds because the contrast was so great between what I thought relaxation was and what real relaxation is. And so that spun me, that flipped the script in my life. And I wanted more of that experience. And long story short, I ended up becoming a full-time meditating monk at the age of 25. And I was meditating eight hours a day, seven days a week. And I was going to do that for one year. And after one year, I got addicted to that experience that was so charming just to really go inward and give my my mind and my physiology that experience that I I did another year, I did two years, I did three years, I did four years, five years, 10 years later, I'm I'm still there meditating eight hours a day. And I realized, okay, I think I've balanced the equation here after 10 years of just outward dynamic activity. And I've done 10 years of inward silent activity. Now I need to integrate somehow. So, you know, the logical thing to do in that case is you go to New York City and you do an acting program. because great acting is great about great connecting. And so I'd had all this connection to self and silence. And I was now in New York city doing this acting training and acting performing and, and creating great connection with others. And so it was a, it was a great, you know, way to say, okay, you know, you can't just favor one side of life for in the other side of life. You can't just be always dynamic. You can't always be silent. You need to be that integration of both that coexistence of both. And so New York helped me do that. And then that was 2007, 2008, when the global financial crisis was, was hitting us. And there's a lot, of, <clears throat> a lot of pressure in New York City. You know, a lot of business leaders under a lot of pressure because, you know, they literally created a financial calamity for themselves and their businesses and, and the entire economy. And I went, hang on a sec. How come these very smart, very intelligent leaders have caused this calamity? And I go, oh, my God, they had the same problem that I did. 
They're so focused on outer development and outer achievement and progress that they weren't really developing themselves on the inside to be more coherent, to make those decisions that are actually going to protect themselves and their achievement, their progress for the long term. And so that's how I arrived at where I am today, working with business leaders and helping them on that inner development so that they can protect their, their outer developments. How cool is that journey? What a transformation, man. Um, and I think, I don't think I've got many, I've had not many monks on my, on my show who learned to be quiet and look inside for the better part of 10 years. Um, that is amazing. I mean, even, um, I'm butchering the name now, Visipassian, Visipassian uh, meditation. Vipassian, Vipassana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's basically a, a, um, a meditation where you are spending 10 days in a retreat where you yeah. actually do from the morning to the evening, do nothing else. Yeah. For many people, they can't put their phone down for five minutes and actually right. enjoy a sunset, uh, leave alone now diving into yourself, into the the world of the true demons into the world of the true turmoil, the true chaos, often enough, that is our brain, uh, because we haven't yet learned uh, about the silence. We haven't, I love the way you said transcended. I love the way that yeah. you, that you described that, that, that first experience, which is just as powerful as the, the first drink that triggers you or the first kiss that will forever stay with you. Um, the first time you achieve mm -hmm. that silence is, is an amazing, amazing. Oh. Yeah. You know, you know why that is so powerful, whether we're finding it through meditation or we're finding it through uh, you know, sensuality, or we're finding it through, you know, drink or whatever. <clears throat> Everybody is naturally looking for that settled state of mind. Yeah. Right. And how we go about it is, is going to determine, you know, how it affects us. But naturally, the mind wants to be settled. The body wants to be active. The body has to be active. If we don't act, the body's not going to function, you know. So the mind wants to be settled and the body wants to be active. So if we can give the mind what it wants, take time out to transcend and experience the mind being settled mm. and purifying the stresses that may be holding on to us and gripping us to certain conditionings mm. and habits that are not healthy for us, um, then we, we become free from the demons, you know, and as you say, the, the demons are always there. The negativity is always there. It's a part of life. And the reason why it's a part of life is because it's a, it's a feedback loop. It's a signal back, back to you to say, hey, you're not really on the most evolutionary path. And we've got to create a bit of suffering for you, not to punish you, but to teach you that there's a better way. And so this is why we want to continue to build and develop, you know, our own spiritual intelligence and our spiritual coherence, because that's the basis, that's the roots, that's the trunk. You know, there are many branches of knowledge, but there's only one trunk and there's only one roots. And that's uh, that field of consciousness, right? Because everything is, is a byproduct of consciousness. You know, we have the conscious mind, we have the subconscious mind, and then we have consciousness, okay? And consciousness pervades everything, you know? And it's always there for us, you know? I believe we're always having the right thought at the right time, but our nervous system may be so distorted or corrupted or incoherent that that pure thought that like, hey, I really want to start this new business becomes, hey, I really want to rob this person's business, you know? 
a, a very distorted nervous system, well, that's what will happen to a pure thought. And so the more we're able to pure that, purify our nervous system and increase brain coherence, then the more we're just going to pick up on those pure, right evolutionary thoughts mm. that are always there for us. Mm. I love it the way you described it because that is, is so true. I have learned it. I've learned to get into that state initially through martial arts um, after a real grueling workout to then actually meditate afterwards um, mm. for a short period of time. That was very quickly where I achieved this beautiful silence and this beautiful yep. thing. So that was actually quite early, age 14. But then I lost that. And I, I did no longer train as much because university suddenly came in and alcohol came in, etc. Um, but it was, I remember well, the, the this profound sense of well-being, of achievement, of calmness coming over you. So yeah. that was beautiful. But I mean, it is many people do have a bit of a problem with meditation. Nowadays, I guess it, it is uh, becoming far more acceptable to meditate, but there will yeah. be people out there who are saying, yeah, come on, mumbo jumbo, yeah, blue, a blue collar worker who is maybe a truck driver um, and who's the 16 hour, well, they, they, they are officially no longer allowed to do 16 hour uh, days. They have to stop. Yeah, right. Um, they, uh, but life is is you know is challenging for them so for such a person to say ah yeah meditation my bottom um that is what would you say to such a person a, a person who is who has never experienced something like that well that's exactly it if you haven't experienced it how can you judge it you know and <laughs> mm. so I can, Beautiful. I can, I can <laughs> this, this, this strawberry is amazing. You know, it's so rare, it's so, so delicious. I can tell you in, everything intellectual about this, the strawberry, but until you actually taste it, you're not going to have the experience. So Beautifully before, said. Yeah. Before you judge anything, go and have the experience of it and then judge it, you know, and then you're in a better position, <laughs> an informed decision, yeah. you know, and I, and I had the same thing. I was like, Oh, you know, I'm an athlete. I'm a runner. I'm a rugby player. I don't need yeah. to meditate. You know, yeah. I'm tough, you know, and uh, exactly. funny, funny enough, a, a number of rugby players and even all blacks were, were learning around this, this time yeah. in the early nineties, uh, um, some of them don't come out about it, but they, they, some of them really enjoy it and cricket players, you know, um, you can probably find out some about uh, Justin Langer, you know, if you know, follow Justin Langer, he's been meditating since the early nineties. He's been doing TM. He says he doesn't miss it you know, because it's so valuable for strengthening his mind. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand the initial skepticism uh, and there are, you know, ways like you've experienced through your martial arts to get in that coherent state. And the found, you know, through research that there's three things, you know, three simple things that really activate this global alpha coherence, right? Where you're able to see the bigger perspective of things. You're able to also see the finer details and nuances of things. So the first one is exercise because it involves mind-body coordination, right? So when you're activating more of your, your mind and your body, then there's more coherence that the brain has to generate in order to, to do that activity. And so that's what you're experiencing in, in martial arts. Uh, the next one is music. Uh, music engages you mentally, emotionally, and physically. And so they've found it activates more of the whole brain and gives you more of that coherence. Mm. And so listening to music or um, especially playing music, you know, it, it activates more of the brain. Uh, and then the, the most powerful way to activate uh, more holistic whole brain functioning 
is uh, meditation. Now, meditation is kind of like it's a broad word these days because there's so many different you know modalities for meditating. But you can basically put them into three different categories. So the first category is usually focused attention meditation. So there's some focus on some object outside of yourself or inside of yourself, mm. and you're locked into focusing on that. Now, that is very good for strengthening concentration and focus, and it activates the gamma frequency in the brain. So gamma mm. is when we're very excited and alert and focused on something, okay? And that allows us to function in a very alert state. Now, the problem with that type of meditation is it doesn't allow the mind to fully settle down. You're still active on some level and not allowing the mind to really go to a greater depth. So useful for concentration focus, but not really useful for activating this alpha coherence. So the next type of meditation you'll find out there is what they call open monitoring or self-monitoring meditation. And this is where you're monitoring maybe your heart rate, your breath rate, thoughts, feelings, someone's guided words or something like that. And this is very useful for processing and contemplating on things. And it activates actually more of the beta frequency in the brain. So beta frequency is when we focus on something and then we derive information and process that, what we're focusing on. And so again, this is useful in terms of processing and contemplating, but it still keeps the mind active in some way. It doesn't allow the mind to really settle down. And the importance of the mind settling down is that when the mind settles down, the body naturally follows, right? The mind is the leader of ourselves. And so as your mind has an experience of settling down, then the body and the metabolic rate settles down. And when that happens, the stresses start to go, oh God, and I need to you know, hold on to the stress and it gets let, let go of. So, uh, so those meditations will not really allow the body or the mind to settle fully to allow the deeper stresses to get released. The last type of meditations you'll find out there is what they call automatic self-transcending techniques. And these are techniques that go beyond the technique itself. And that's the definition of a good technique. It's just a vehicle to get you to an experience and so these automatic self-transcending techniques will allow the mind to more fully, you know, settle down from the conscious level, the subconscious level and experience that pure awareness, that pure consciousness that is the basis of who we are. So, cause you know, we, we can't be aware of anything if we don't have consciousness. So these techniques allow the mind to more fully settle down. It activates more of this alpha coherence in the brain where there's a, uh, an activation of the settled state of uh, delta and theta when you're sleeping and dreaming and imagining, which are very slow, relaxed frequencies, and also the alert frequencies of gamma and beta. So alpha is like a coexistence of both at the same time. It allows you to be settled and silent, but alert and awake at the same time. So these type of techniques are, are very powerful and very useful um, for activating the whole brain and, and removing deeper stresses. Uh, there's two techniques I know of. Qi, one of the Qigong techniques does this uh, and TM, Transcending Meditation. Between the two, they've found that TM is a lot more simpler and the transcending happens a lot more quicker because it's so effortless. The Qigong technique, from what I understand, is it takes a little more time to master and a little more effort. Um, so, you know, they're both worth exploring and, you know, having that experience. Beautiful. And it's lovely how you explained it. Uh, makes a hell of a lot of sense. Uh, let's phrase, uh, let's let's look at it though in a wider sense. What you're describing and what we both have been 
blessed and lucky to achieve in our life is that glimpse of serenity, of calmness, and which uh, is so powerful once you get that rare glimpse and you have perfected it in order to not just have a glimpse, but you look at it however long you wish. Uh, you're, it's not just that fleeting moment that many of us get, uh, but you have to start somewhere. So therefore, actually, a fleeting moment. Thank you very much. That's that's a damn good start. Actually, experience your strawberry the first time that it comes onto your tongue and actually say, oh, yeah, this is gorgeous. <laughs> um, well, this is this is this is the interesting thing is like once you get a glimpse that will change the neuronal connections in your brain right, right? every everything that we're subjecting ourselves to is causing the brain to function in a a, a better or a worse way right uh, obviously if we're indulging in things and we're you know addicted to things then that's going to create a certain style of functioning in the brain right and i'm i'm sure you're familiar with the research on you know what drugs and alcohol does to the brain in terms of the functional holes that can develop in the brain um, and the breakdown of connectivity in the brain. So if you're able to subject your brain to the experiences that actually increase connectivity and coherence in the brain, sure. then it starts to function that way. And it gets to a level where you become permanently established in that coherent state, because even with the eyes open, you know, your brain will continue to function based on what you've experienced. Now, if you give the brain a profound experience of being settled and calm and coherent, then it starts to, to lock in and function that way, even with the eyes open. So you don't have to be meditating all the time to have that experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what they found is as people continue to, to meditate regularly, their brain actually becomes more and more coherent over their life, you know, and, and, and to the point where they're just established and, you know, you've, you know, we talk about transcending, but then you become transcended, you know, you're established in that silence, you know, it doesn't go away because your brain is, it's so charming to have that experience that the brain doesn't want to, you know, do anything else, you know, it's the most charming experience um, that the brain can have is being settled, you know, we try and find that through our senses, but we know that's always changing, there's pleasure, there's pain, there's gain, there's loss, you know, but once the, the brain goes, oh, the greatest charm is not outside of me, it's inside of me, that field of bliss, my true nature, my true essential nature is bliss consciousness, then you you become wired to just function from that level, you know, and it becomes a permanent reality. I venture to say that everyone listening to this interview now will have at one stage or the other actually experienced that this serenity, this beautiful bliss already. Yes. And it's I, I venture to say that it is actually the days when you're really switched on. You don't know how it happened, but these days are there where everything you touch just works. Bang, bang, bang. You're productive as hell. You're just things, things are just moving. And you look back and think, did I do that? Wow. And these days happen, but they happen by accident. They happen to sort of by, by I don't know, somehow something is aligned in you and you're making the most day out of it. And the next day typically is a shit day. And then you, you think, oh, how can that, oh, why can't I be always like that? Uh, short answer is you can actually, you can at least work on it. And I think that is the fair thing, isn't it? You can work. Yeah, I mean, action and reaction is unfathomable, right? You know, we, we, sometimes things are going great. And then all of a sudden there's a lot of negativity coming into our life. And, 
you know, we have to take responsibility for that because somehow we've created it, you know, whether we like it or we don't, you know. So that's why I think we always want to be um, developing ourselves yeah. from the, the development point of view because when the negativity does come, you want to be in the best place to be able to neutralize it, you know. Mm. And when the positivity does come, you want to be in the best place to, to maximize on it and handle it properly. You know, some people can have great success and then they, it goes to their head, you know, and then they're doing things that corrupt the, the, the good coherence they had to be successful in the first place. Mm. So, you know, I think, you know, we have to eventually be beyond, you know, the good, the bad, the gain, the loss, and mm. just established in our, our true nature, you know, then we're not bothered by great positivity or even great negativity. You know, we just handle it. Which, of course, sounds so nice. But for, for many of us who are still in the rat race, um, yeah. that sounds like utopia um, or any kind of other imaginary uh, world out there. Um, reality, it is, it is in you. And it is waiting to be released. And your body is waiting for you to find the right buttons to press. Because yeah. that's really, as you said, this is probably one of the most fundamental uh, states that we desire to be in. Yes, yeah. this serenity, calm, peace. Um, I love it when it's there. And it's amazing that, I'm, that we are talking about it now, that I've achieved it in many ways throughout my life yet right now as we are speaking i'm again in the rat race i'm again the hamster on the wheel <laughs> keeping myself busy um crashing but not truly spiritually looking after myself despite the fact that i actually know what i should do or have to yeah. do but i'm simply yeah. too tired or too distracted or yes. whatever it is it's amazing here here i am knowing what to do wanting it on a deep level yet i'm seemingly procrastinating why is that why does my but why 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 am i in this trap because it's it's a conditioning you know we're so conditioned and, and education systems have conditioned us to function through the external through our senses through our bodies, through our intellects, you know, and even our minds, but they haven't taught us how to go back to the source mm. of those things, you know, the source of thinking. So, you know, it's, there's a saying, it's a Vedic saying, it says, yoga star kuru kamani. It means established in being, perform action, right? Established in that silent, settled, alert state of awareness, and then perform action, right? If we want to hit the target with an arrow, what do we got to do? We got to pull the arrow back on the bow first, you know? Mm. So you're pulling it back, you're going backwards, but you're also building up a tremendous amount of energy and potency, you know, from which to then take action, release the arrow and, and make it hit the target, mm. you know? So if we understand the formula and you see this in nature, nature's not, it's not always daytime. Mm. There's nighttime. The nighttime is to, to come back to settledness, right? Come back to, to rest, mm. you know? And then the, the activity of the day brings us out and we've got to act, you know? So again, it's the coexistence of rest and activity, you know? And we want to culture this in our nervous system. Mm. 
Mm. You know, and so the more that we can function the way nature functions and be in tune with those laws of nature, then naturally, you know, we're accomplishing more doing less, mm. you know, to, to eventually, you know, there's, there's an ideal where we're doing nothing, but I don't mean where the body's not doing nothing. I mean, the mind is so settled. It feels like it's doing nothing, mm. you know, and you, we've all had this experience where it's like, oh, we're doing this, we're doing this, but I don't feel like I'm doing anything on the inside. I'm just settled, you know? <laughs> Because you know, you and I know when we're settled, our mind's settled, nothing is a problem. We just uh, have the capacity true. to take care of it. True. You know, but when we're when we're not settled and we're frustrated and we're uptight and stuff like that, everything seems like it's a problem, you know, and we've lost that capacity. Uh, and this is what people need to realize is that your capacity is more important than your ability. Uh, right. Because if you've got good capacity, then you can use your abilities well. If you don't have good capacity, you can't handle pressure situations, then it's hard to use your abilities, even if you're the most talented person in the world at what you do. So nicely said and so spot on on the point. Uh, it, thinking about my past where I found true serenity, sometimes I had to help of others. Um, for example, in the form of self-hypnosis, or hypnosis, shall I say first, uh, which then became self-hypnosis. And the three forms of meditation that you are describing were essentially sort of the stages that I was led through in a hypnotic session, that I was asked first to focus on either a simple mathematical problem, counting back on uh, in steps of seven or looking at a, a spiral or something like that. So there mm. was initially the focus there. And then uh, I was told to, to just relax and no longer pay attention to that. And I came ultimately to a very, very deep, deep state of relaxation and calmness, etc. Yep. So where do you see, how does, does hypnosis fit into meditation in its own right? Uh, yeah. Is the end outcome the same in your opinion? Uh, it's, a, it's a different approach. I think uh, hypnosis is more working on the parts, uh, whereas meditation is more watering the roots. So they're both useful, you know, sometimes there's specific things that we want to, you know, flip the switch on. Mm. And I think it's important to recognize that, you know, this neuroplasticity of, of the brain, mm. uh, there's a book called your, your, your brain is a river, not a rock. And so this neuroplasticity is, you know, in hypnosis is that's what they're taking advantage of the neuroplasticity of the brain. Yeah. And so these techniques are basically, you know, rewiring the hundred billion neurons that are functioning here to be a little more orderly in, in one particular area. So, so, but what's happening is that you're, you're having an intention and having some process to change something, but where the real transformation happens is when you let go, you know, like you pick up the intention, like I want to change this and then you let go and it goes into the gap. It's like, we don't speak saying every word like like there's a gap between every word otherwise we wouldn't be able to understand each other but mm. one word from the next so a lot of people put on the power of of the word but really the real power of a word is the energy behind a word right that's coming from the the gap between the words the gap between the thoughts the gap between the intention you know, when you have the intention, you let go. Nice. And then nice. there's a transformation that happens in the neuroplasticity of, of ourselves. And we create a trans a new experience. You know, we rewire something, 
you know, and we become a little more coherent in this area or about this thing. Makes perfect sense. And indeed, that was my understanding. That was my uh, the way I looked at hypnosis. So I was introduced to it uh, when I first realized that for the better part of my life, I actually was uh, experiencing PTSD. Um, and I just had completely rewired my brain to look at the consequences of that trauma in a positive way, i.e. look how beautifully situationally aware I am. I know exactly what is happening around me at any one time. Mm. I'll talk about being switched on constantly and a state that you can't maintain in that level, um, certainly with that intensity that I intended to do. So which yes. automatically made me a failure and automatically then let me yearn for the serenity without knowing what I was yearning for and uh, numbing it all with alcohol because that was the time when I finally could switch off. Um, so, but I was doing all the wrong things uh, as far as finding the serenity is concerned. So I, I experienced a lot and oh, I experimented, I should say, a lot. None of them in the right direction. Oh, God. And, and the but, 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 what, what I will say about that is the intention is right, that you want to experience the liberation, the freedom from your stresses and problems. It's mm. just the approach. It's, exactly. It's the <laughs> you mean a bottle of vodka is maybe <laughs> inferior to, <laughs> to a bit of meditation? Well, yeah, I think it, so. It, it, might, it might get you there for how many hours? That's but right. There's, there's side effects to it, right? <laughs> so if you can get if you can get there without the side effects, then that, then that's a useful approach, whatever that is. You know, Touché. if you're not suffering side effects, then it, you're onto something. You're it's natural. It's holistic. You know, that's but, so true. So true. And, so, and, and we're all, I mean, we talk about learning and, and learning and reconditioning or something like that, but really it's, it's, we're trying to remember, we're trying to remember how things should be right. Okay. Like every cell has a memory of how to be perfectly healthy, right? Yeah. Because of stress and toxins and, and what we do to our body, that cell starts to lose memory of how to function properly with the whole. Right. So when we when we meditate or we, we do things that develop ourselves, we're regaining memory of, of perfect functioning. That's always been there, always will be there, always has been there. But somehow we've done things to to make those cells forget. Right. And so it's, it's a process of just regaining memory, you know. Beautiful. And I think, yes, you're right, because your body body knows deep inside and is it the body mind soul uh, whatever your belief system is your body knows what it needs and that is exactly what you're saying we are striving towards something yet most of us don't have the consciousness to know what we are actually striving for therefore we put a lot of action in and and it's like like paddling in the water without actually swimming in one a consistent direction it's just you're paddling around and it's it's you don't get anywhere yeah and that is, and, and this, is this is this is because our education systems are not consciousness based right they're information based and so knowledge is different in different states of consciousness you know the consciousness you had as a child or a teenager made you 
you know, favor certain things. But now as you've grown up and your brain is more developed, now your consciousness favors different things that are maybe more life supporting or more um, attuned to what you need at, at a point in time. So, you know, consciousness is the prime mover, mover of life, you know? So the more that we have consciousness, the more capacity we have to understand, to have better awareness, to allow knowledge to come through us, to the right knowledge to come to us. Um, Cause consciousness expands our, our capacity, our container to be able to understand, right? But if we're just continuing to function with the same level of consciousness, the same type of brain functioning, then new possibilities uh, are limited to us, you know? Whereas consciousness, you know, the mind, the intellect, the body, the ego, they're all limited, okay? But consciousness is unlimited, right? So the more that we can connect with that unlimited field of consciousness where the eternal memory of orderly functioning of ourselves is, is always there, then naturally, you know, we start to have an ego that's not just about ourselves, that's about every, not, it's about ourselves, but also everyone else around us. And, and we're more connected and more unified. I think the key is, or the key insight, I guess, is that in life, things do occur to you and sooner or later you find yourself at a rock bottom at a at a at a time and place where things have not worked out for you so well and mm -hmm. you're actually in in so much pain that you want to change no you even must change because mm -hmm. it's so uncomfortable to be where you are mm -hmm. and I think it is those times when we are forced off the, the hamster wheel that if we just get then the good guidance, then that is where miracles can happen. Because if you don't stay still, if you don't get forced to stay still in, in many circumstances of people that I meet, um, if you if you don't experience that, you will always be in the activity. You will always keep going in the same way. So yes. therefore, trauma in its own right, however it, it manifests itself in your life, can actually be a blessing, can actually be Absolutely. a positive thing. Absolutely. My, my, my running, my burnout as an athlete, yeah. um, at, at the end of the day, that really served me to evolve, not just my physicality, exactly. but it helped me evolve my mind and, and my spiritual being and, and become more complete as a person, you know? And I think that's why these, these things happen is because we might get so focused and narrow in, in one area of life that we just become one, one eyed about things, you know? And then, so nature has to organize something. So, Hey, you know, life's not just about this life is <laughs> the whole person not just as sure. an, yeah. an athlete and so, or a musician or whatever. So, yeah, I think these things, um, obviously we want to avert them and that's why we want good education and we want to have a ways to develop our consciousness. So we are functioning in a more holistic way. I'm, I'm laughing here because I just had a breakthrough in my own understanding because uh, I often say that to patients, I do a lot of uh, anesthesia with shoulder surgeons and shoulder surgery basically means for six weeks, you're in a bloody sling. You're not doing anything. 
Uh, and yep. then for another six weeks, you have to learn how to move that arm again. So that's an interruption of at least three months of your life. And I yeah. often say to people, oh, brilliant, what a great start. So when they when they say, oh, my God, oh, my God, they are so negative about it. And I try to show them the, the positivity that, hey, when was the last time you had a six weeks holiday? Uh, when was yep. the last time yeah. you actually stopped? And I would say maybe one in 10 switches on to that the other 90 percent are yeah, yeah, yeah paying lip service maybe to me because they want to please me as the anesthetist but that's about it um so there is obviously a time and a place for you to hear that message just as much as 95 percent of alcoholics will say me an alcoholic no way and uh, denial is huge in us um and when someone says hey maybe you should do meditation maybe you should you should uh think about yourself i don't think people are ready to hear that message unless they actually yeah. something has forced them to yeah. stop and and think what do you think about that yeah i think people are so caught up in their own stress that they're numb to hearing anything, you know, and either they naturally realize, you know, that, oh yeah, I am actually doing mm. something that's destructive to myself or they have to have uh, a trauma of some sort, an accident or mm. an injury or something. And, and even then sometimes people might be so conditioned by how they're used to functioning that it's hard to break that cycle, mm. but it's, it's always possible if there's an intention, you know, I think the, the power of intention is very, is, is amazing, you know, but you have to own it. You have to believe in it. Yeah. You know, there's this it's basically three levels to belief is there's a belief in oneself, you know, and that comes from gaining more clarity and coherence. Uh, and then there's belief in what you do and your real process, um, which really comes from, you know, activating your creativity and your capacity to handle things. And then there's belief in others and belief in outcomes that, you know, they can happen. And that comes from the ability to, you know, take action and to be able to get support from your environment, inspire support from your environment. You know, so we are, we're all, you know, we're all wanting what we want, but we only really get what we deserve. Right. And so deserving power is a very important thing. And we have to not only know that we deserve, but we believe that we deserve, but we do actually have put in the work to deserve something to change and transform. You know, we can't just expect, oh, I deserve and I believe I deserve, but I haven't really done anything to inspire <laughs> you know, the environment, you know. And Thank we all you. see, yeah. we all see like, you know, when a, when a company does well or an individual does well or someone wins a championship or a team wins a championship, the bottom line, the commentators say, well, they deserve to win, Right. Well, why did they deserve to win? Well, because they they got their mind right, because they put in the effort to you know do good things and and give mm. you know give good value to their marketplace and whatever whoever they're serving mm. you know, and that goodness just comes back you know if you give to your environment you know really fully then naturally your environment wants to give back to you you know, and you have to be open to to really fully giving but you also have to be open to really fully receiving you know some people are really good at giving but they're not good at receiving and like they have all this deserving, but, but somehow they, they, they block it. They don't believe they deserve, even though they have deserving, you know? So it's, it's understanding, you know, it's the mechanics of, of giving and receiving and, and deserving and wanting. 
that can really help someone go, oh, okay, you know, I can I can make changes. I but I love the the fact that you that you point out the action because meditation is not just sitting back and just thinking of nothing. It's actually a conscious um, step that you do. You prepare. Meditation is an action. It's a, it's a subtle. It's a subtle action. You know? Absolutely. Because and you, you, can, you can give through your actions on a physical level. You can give through your thinking, thinking yeah. good thoughts for yourself and others. You can give through your feeling level for yourself and others. But the most, most powerful level of giving is giving to yourself and giving yourself mm. the experience of that silence, that subtleness. Because out of that, you have better feelings and thoughts to give to your environment and better actions to, to do in your environment for people, you know? So the more we can make ourselves coherent and have greater capacity, the more we can actually give to our environment and we, the more that we're open to receive from our environment at the same time. And it is like, like going to the gym. Uh, you, you will not go once and then you are fit for life. Hey, that's okay. I've done my gym session. I'm fit now. Yeah. yeah it doesn't work like that. Um, there is an ongoing practice an ongoing, um, active, uh, seeking out of the gym, doing the exercise, paying the price, uh, literally yep. as the membership fee or physically in your sweat and tears and, and emotionally in, uh, achieving something. It's all yep. action, taking action. And it's the yep. same with, with, uh, with meditation. Um, it is, you can't just do it once and say, okay, that was quite nice. Then that's it. And I think to a certain degree, I've fallen into that trap because it, I know exactly if I go to my beautiful uh, friend, Nikki, who is my, my hypnotherapist, she will put me into that, that beautiful position straight away. I'm yep. blessed to, to have a few healers in my surrounding who use energy healing and all kinds of other things. They can put me in a, in, in a heartbeat, put me yep. into that state. They know how to channel me straight down that into that serenity place. Am I doing the work myself? Am I going to the gym to practice those muscles? No. And that's mm. just actually pisses me off. Now that you hold that mirror in front of my face and actually say, hmm, hmm, <laughs> there is something to that, isn't it? I hate it when yeah. I'm finding myself learning some very crucial breakthroughs here. Um, <laughs> painful. Well, because because that's what, you know, we can get into this habit like I'm only going to do those things when I'm stressed. Yeah, or exactly. Stressed, exactly. Right? But what, what we don't realize is that we, we can avert the problems and the dangers before they arise, right? And that's by putting in the consistent inner development on ourselves, giving to ourselves. We're so good at giving to our environment, but we've forgotten to be good at giving to ourselves so that we actually give more to our environment, right? So we might think we're taking 20 minutes out, you know, of our day, but you're building up so much good energy that you're going to actually maximize your time because time management is really based on energy management and energy management is really based on, you know, how coherent your thinking is, right? How coherent your brain is. You know, if you're having like one quality thought every hour from which to act on versus thousands of thoughts every hour, you're going to be far more productive, you know? Mm. So if we want to maximize our use of time, then be coherent. So then we use energy better and we use the energy better in the time that we have. Beautifully said. Beautifully said, honestly. Oh, Ramon, uh, 
I mean, it just shows that you have been there and you consciously thought about it, but you also, uh, you have experienced again and again that serenity. So you speak with a true expertise that is uh, that is resounding. That is actually really, really beautiful. Yeah, and, and I, led, I, led, I, I went through my journey to, to get to this level, right? You know, I, I went through my crash and burning. I got very sick, you know, when I burnt out. I had a lot of respiratory problems. I had a lot of digestive problems. Mm. It kept me up most nights for over six months. I felt like yeah. I was an insomniac. You know, I got depressed because I felt like I lost my sole purpose in life to become a competitive athlete. And, you know, it was like, okay, I I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't just didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the consciousness. But it led me to get the knowledge and the consciousness. So I can understand life better. And now I can serve and support leaders who are under high pressure and, and have to perform. Fantastic. So if people completely gel with your message, um, where can they find you? How can they work with you? So we have our website, newmavericks.com. It's my business partner and I. Uh, Paulo uh, D'Angelo, he's my business partner. He actually you know, invited me into this, this world of, of working this way with leaders. Uh, we met as full-time meditating monks in North Carolina in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And he actually came from a background of, of being a competitive bodybuilder. He had businesses in early 20s and security and entertainment, uh, ticket selling and, and nutrition supplements and stuff like that. And he realized, well, you know, I'm not really fulfilled, even though I'm achieving things physically and materially, I'm, I'm not fulfilled. So he and learned to meditate earlier and he decided at the age of 25 he wanted to meditate full time and he actually was a full-time meditating monk for 15 years six of those years up in the Himalayas and he's someone who is not classically trained and uh, smart he didn't graduate high school but he has an incredible consciousness that has insights just on the spot about people um, he's just one of those people and he's developed that, you know, obviously being a monk for that long as well, he's taken that to another level. So yeah, we, we work together. We've worked together for 22 years now and, uh, we've been very fortunate to work with some, you know, very top people, uh, running multi-million, multi-billion dollar companies in the U S and Australia and New Zealand. And so, yeah, at newmavericks.com, you can find us there, um, on LinkedIn, I'm just under Ramon Newman, uh, R-A-A-M-O-N. Uh, Newman I'm on LinkedIn and uh, we also have a book here called the science of protection how leaders gain an unfair advantage to create stellar success and just so you know that unfair advantage is not meaning that you are taking advantage of anything it means that the unfair advantage is coming from you and you developing yourself from the inside that is the unfair advantage you know because you have control over that you know so it's it's really a fair unfair advantage you know when you're really developing yourself mm. And, you know, we, we developed this idea of protection because leaders ultimately, and we're all leading ourselves, uh, that we have to protect the progress. We have to protect ourselves and, and, and progressing um, so that we can continue to accomplish and achieve as much as we want for as long as we want. So I think the whole world of achievement has lost this value of protection. Mm. And that's why we see a lot of leaders going through a lot of suffering in terms of stress and, you know, dealing with the pressure and, and not really fulfilling what they want because they're so focused outwardly and not enough inwardly. Beautifully said. And guys, if you if you want to know more about Ramon down there, look into the description of the YouTube video and the podcast. Uh, his links are down there. And whilst you're down there, press the subscribe button and the like button and tell your friends because we've got such amazing guests on this show. It's just, uh, I, I'm, 
I'm amazed about the breakthroughs that I get. You had it live here. I mean, this is, I mean, the, the amount of, 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 of lights that went on in my head. This was a Christmas tree. <laughs> mainly, mainly about my self-sabotage, procrastination, and maybe why I do it. Why don't I, I have got the insights. I know the bliss. So why am I not doing it? Because mm. I'm, I'm, I'm caught. I'm caught in a trap. And uh, the sad thing is I've created that trap. I'm frozen now. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? What was that all about? <laughs> no, it was good because it means that you are, you are recognizing the silence, you know? <laughs> so, i got to be still. i got to be still. <laughs> okay, then actually we should keep that in. I might not even take that out because that is such a good cue. <laughs> yeah, just that you're Shut realizing up. if yeah. I take time to be still, then I'm going to be more powerful and effective and, and healthier <laughs> in my act. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Nice turnaround there. Okay, guys. So we keep that little glitch in because it is actually so true. It is so true. Sometimes you have to be still to really, really develop yourself. When I say sometimes, I will put a long heart look into the mirror now to actually see, okay, how can I create a better environment for me to help myself in a more effective way, i.e., how yeah. can I and actually you can, you can do that by, by creating, you know, you may already have the space in your house where like, this is my, my meditative spot. This is where I come and reflect and contemplate and meditate mm-hmm. and get settled, you know? So every time you step into that particular area of your house, mm-hmm. you know, naturally like, this is what we do here. Mm-hmm. You know? I love it. Absolutely love it. Raman, thank you so much for coming onto my show. You indeed opened my eyes and, and hopefully in turn you, you opened the eyes of many more people out there because if we become better human beings and we start truly loving ourselves, which you put a lot of emphasis in today to teach us, um, wow, where could we go? Where, how could we make this world a better place? And by actually us calming down, we might come up with ideas. We might come up with ideas and solutions to problems that we thought were insurmountable. And in reality, yeah. Your brain, your brain is ready to give you the answer. It just is drowned out with so much other crap uh, every single day. Absolutely. And we can even talk to, you know, the situation going on in Russia and Ukraine right now is that like, basically, if we really boil it down, there's just a lack of mental capacity to see better possibilities of working these things out. Right. And certain leaders have become gripped by their own ego that wants to experience what they want to experience at the, for the sake, you know, mm. of other people. And, and it's not a holistic, you know, development that's, that's gone on there. So there's a lot of stress. And so that stress is now just exploded mm. in terms of war, mm. you know? So if we could just, you know, develop the people more and have more developed leaders with greater capacity to see better possibilities of working together, mm. then we would have a more harmonious world, but we're not quite yet there. Yet there. Mm. So we have to um, you know, keep keep doing podcasts like this and, and making contribution <laughs> to the consciousness of the world well, so we right. can help everyone you know, rise to the next level. But that is, that is what our destiny is, yours and mine, where we actually nowadays are outspoken 
and where we take the time out in our lives to actually explore our minds, to deal with the past, with trauma, find resolutions for that. But more importantly, how to set us up for the now, because right now we can take action, not worry about the future, regardless how bleak it might look like. But right now is the moment to live. And right now is the moment to do things. You can mm. choose the moment you switched off and have pressed the subscribe button. Um, you can choose to actually have a glass of water and yep. just take a breath, take a few deep breaths. That is taking action. That is you yep. looking after yourself and reflecting rather than raising back. And maybe you have to raise back because there might be reasons. You might be time pressure. That's cool. But yep. you have got the right to make that choice. And you're making the choice, sorry, right now is not a good time because I'm still on the rat race, but tonight I will actually make that time. I will have that glass of water. I will take the deep breaths. I will do um, a few moments for myself. Yep. That's beautiful. So therefore, yep. yes, guys out there, make the most out of life is beautiful. Life is fantastic. And it just doesn't, doesn't look like it sometimes. Even in, uh, even for for the best of us, even for those of us who have been longer on this path of self self improvement, of self knowledge, of self love, there will still be shitty times. And yes, but wouldn't it be nice if we can can lay the foundations so that we're actually in in a much better state to prevent it? And if they hit, and in, inevitably they do. Um, that we then are have a better capacity to deal with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to know for your audience to know that, you know, the demons, the negativity, they present themselves as very strong and very powerful. And, and they can be on one level, but inherently they're weak, right? Stress, negativity is inherently incoherent and therefore it's weak, right? And so then if you can strengthen the coherent side of the equation, which is infinitely powerful, you know, it's like a, a superconductor. You know, the, the outside magnetic forces cannot penetrate into a superconductor because it's so coherent. But a regular conductor, you know, it doesn't have that same coherence. So outside negativity and influences can penetrate in. So if we can just put our attention on strengthening the coherence, then that negativity just goes whoop, and it stays over here. It's still there. It's waiting for you in case you fall off the track, you know, to, to give you a reminder but you can keep it at bay, you know, you can be unaffected by it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Ramon Newman, uh, a great guy. Uh, Ramon, thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Thank you very much for, for opening my eyes again to something I needed to hear. And I was now ready to hear, obviously, during today's talk. Um, so thank you for, for switching me over to the right wavelength of receiving the messages and being willing to do something uh, about my own plight. So that's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been a great joy. I mean, what you're doing is fantastic. I love you know how how much heart you put into this, and you know the feeling level that you're helping people have is is just amazing, and it's a great contribution to to the world consciousness. Thank you very much, Roman. And you guys out there, I believe in you. You can do it. Guys, go out there, make that little choice now and create this little mini habit, which then becomes a proper habit, which then becomes a new way of life. And if you do that every day, a little new habit, a little, a little step into the right direction, 
where will that lead you in a month, a year, five years? Now, guys, I believe in you. Look after yourself. Bye.